Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody, welcome to Go Rangers Radio, broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, what's your temperature like, baby? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm just like numb. I think I'm just numb at this point to everything. I, you know, like everybody else, I, I'm just like in, in the movie Groundhog's Day. It's the same thing every day. No, seriously, I need your temperature. I, I can't do the show. Unless, <laughs> you won't let me begin. If you I need one a... of those like scanners where they like scan your forehead or whatever it is, you know, you, that you they have, have over in China. <laughs> you have a fever, buddy. Sorry, we can't do this, man. <laughs> What's going right, on, man. man? Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. It is time for another Gold Rangers episode 27, baby. Look at us still going. Rangers on, but we are. It's uh, April 8th. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, I'm all right. This should be a playoff episode. This should be a playoff episode. Well, I mean, I I think you've made the playoffs were supposed to start today. Well, you made one up, so we're going to talk about it, right? You've been doing (laughs) what the hell's going on in your world, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what happens. I mean, you're sitting around, you're you're really doing nothing all day. You know, I'm playing with the kids, and you know, I'm getting pretty sick of that and pretty sick of them. And uh, so I got to think of things <laughs> to pass along the time. So I've decided to conjure up my own little fake playoffs for the Rangers. Captain's log. <laughs> Week five. <laughs> the beginnings of insanity are beginning and impatience are beginning to settle in. I, I, I'm telling you, I saw, I saw some cracks in my wife today. A little bit of cracks. <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's getting to me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah. Well, you know what I did last night to kind of get away from it all? I watched the war movie. <laughs> watched, Great. You know what? People get killed. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? Uh, Sonic Hedgehog 16 times already and Yogi Bear. I turned my kids on to Yogi Bear. How about that? Huh? You got to love that. You know Yogi Bear right there, KD. No. Who? Come on, Yogi Bear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love the Yogi. Hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. So I turn yeah. around. I'm, uh, I, again, I told you my, uh, I'm a first-grade teacher's aide teacher now every day. And uh, we were finishing up a lesson there yesterday. And I turned around to my son. And I said, nice job there, boo-boo. And he looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean, boo-boo? Oh, so I, I showed him a clip. A yogi and Boo Boo, and he laughed his little butt off, and now they're hooked, him and my daughter, so it's uh, good stuff. Those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, buddy, pretty advanced, I must say. Watch the little Loghorn, uh, Leghorn, whatever his name was. Foghorn, Leghorn. Foghorn, Leghorn, yes. There you go. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's definitely one of the better parts of it is getting them and the kids into, you know, some of the movies that we used to watch as the kids. I, I Every day with my son, I've been sitting there and, and we've been going through like the old like like kids sport movies. So we've watched Little Giants, Sandlot, Mighty Ducks, and then Bad News Bears. Oh. So, by the way, Bad News Bears, goodness gracious. That movie cannot be made today. <laughs> no, it couldn't. Holy cow. Did like, you, you know, what was they, the first year the first one came out? It was 1976. The year I was born. 1976. I mean, the the language in there, yeah, not in this PC world is that getting getting through. <laughs> you know, they got they got like the the main the the best kid Kelly Leak. He's he's like t- 11 and he's smoking cigarettes the whole movie. Yeah. My son is like, 
why is he doing that? I was like, well, you know, back then he's like, can't he get in trouble for that? I was like, yeah, the coach is buttermakers drinking the whole time. He's like, he's hitting the kids like during the game. He's like pushing them and hitting, throwing shit at them. You know, you you can't get you can't get away with that stuff these days. It was, was amazing. The, I was watching it. I was just like, oh my goodness! I hadn't watched it in a while. What was the girl? The girl's name? Oh, but she was a, a young actress. What was her real name? Oh, her real name. Oh, why am I Knickle? And I just watched this the other day. Something like that. No, oh. no. Um, not gonna be able to remember. Yeah, all right. But that was a great movie. Any of you uh, millennials oh, out so there, good. you got to check it out. It's a riot. Man, we got to go back to the days when there weren't pandemics. Us lucky ones. And uh, I do. I got to tell you, like I said, I feel bad for uh, our kids today and, and everybody else uh, having to deal with this crap. But alas, we move Tatum on. O'Neal. Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. There you there go. You All right. Sorry. Good stuff, man. Got to love Google. All right. So uh, let's do some hockey here. You were saying that the playoffs would have started today. So there's two things that you uh, brought to my attention because I know you're telling me you're, you're not doing anything anymore. Uh, I've been actually pretty busy. Um, so I didn't see this thing about the NHL talking about playing up in North Dakota. Let's start there, and then we'll have some fun with uh, where you think the playoffs would have been and, and, and some of the Fox stuff you've been doing on uh, – and that's F-A-U-X on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, talk about this uh, thing that came out about the NHL possibly uh, – Playing games in North Dakota. I looked over the article real quick. What do you think? Yeah, it seems as though the major sport leagues are all looking to either finish their seasons or, you know, do their put their playoffs together in one central location. So I think the NBA is talking about going to Vegas and uh, the NHL now is talking to go talking about going to North Dakota. And I guess playing all their games there, maybe not all the games, but at least a large majority of the games there, I guess the facilities that they do have up there are um, up to the NHL standards of of what would be acceptable for them. Um, And because the uh, population density is so low there, um, I guess the thought process is that, you know, these plays would be at least a little bit safer than if you stuck them in the middle of, you know, wherever, a metropolitan area. Um, although everybody's in their apartments anyway. It's not like it matters. I mean, you walk around. I mean, I see the video in the middle of Manhattan and there's nobody there, which, you know, Times Square is just like a ghost town. There's tumbleweed flying through. Um, it's like the movie. You ever see that movie, um, I Am Legend with uh, Will Smith? You ever see that movie? I sure did, pal. Yeah, that's that's like what it's like in, in Manhattan right now. Um so I guess they're talking. You know, about I live that. in New York too, right? You do. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> just making sure. You said you were busy. I just wanted to make sure you saw it. <laughs> so uh, you know, I guess they're talking about you know whether it's uh, a couple of weeks of uh, the regular season to give the the teams uh, that were on the bubble a chance to to get in. Uh, the Rangers being one of them. And then doing the playoffs in this one central location. I mean, it definitely minimizes, you know, the threat. I mean, you really, I mean, if you're looking at the way this thing is going, I mean, I can't imagine that they're ever going to be able to just have games with with crowds. I mean, which is what they're talking about if they're going to do this thing up in in North Dakota. I mean, they're not going to have crowds or fans in in the stands there. You know, they want to minimize as much as possible. Look, you're still putting the players at risk and the trainers and the coaches and, and whoever else you have there on staff. Well, there you um, go, but... buddy. Right there. It's dead in the water. I mean, you, you, any – first of all, when? So let's say let's yeah. say, let's say say they thought – everybody's – look, everybody's – everybody is trying to stay positive here like uh, something magical is going to happen here in June, July, and August, okay? As far as I'm concerned – until there's rapid testing for everyone and a vaccine, nothing is coming back to normal. Okay, so let's just say, for argument's sake, let's say North Dakota, they got rid of all their cases, it's clean or whatever. Let's just take this, for example. Just the logistics alone. What, 22 players plus coaching staff plus training, everything else, boom. How are you going to get them there? Social distancing, you can't do that. They've all got to get themselves tested before they go, right? So that's number one. Anybody's involved in the organization, any so just even that alone. If you start just thinking, starting with one player, one team, 
And if Artemi's over in Russia and, uh, you know, Mika's in Sweden or whatever the heck it is, and when you got to bring these guys, how are they getting over here? The logistics of this thing right now, and again, this has to be in a perfect world. Because it's certain, like, if, if, if it's the status quo like it is right now, KD, it's not happening. It's a pipe dream. And look, I'm in the, I'm in the crowd business. I'm in the music industry. Shows are now starting. I just lost a couple more shows in May. Um, now shows are now big festivals. Summer festivals are getting shut down in, in June. A festival that I performed at last year that is in the third week of July. They just canceled it. So this is, this is not ending anytime soon. And then the other thing with the resources too, how you'd, you'd need a, an ambulatory staff, medical staff, for any of these games, if there's no, even if there's nobody in the stands, just to play these games out, you're gonna need. Are you really gonna take resources away from the medical field right now? The healthcare system, the healthcare frontline people, they need everybody. It can't be can't be attended to a, a, a sports game that really doesn't mean effing anything right now. You know, again, you want to stay positive. Yeah, we all miss it. I want it back more than anybody else. But man, there's people dying out there. There's people, nurses die. It's real shit. Sports right now, it's just not happening. I can't. I, you know, when you sent that to me, and you know, looking at the headline, could North Dakota be an NHL location for the end of the regular season? I mean, again, we're all going through this for the first time, KD. And yeah, you got to throw this up. There's, there's nothing wrong with discussing it and everything. But man, if, if you're really watching this thing and, and lo- logistically and the, the resources that people need and. It's a pipe dream. I mean, you, you'd have to, everything would have to be done. Uh, the peak would have to be, not only in New York, we don't even know what's going to happen in the middle of the country yet. So, I don't know. I just think it's a pipe dream. No, I and I agree with you. I mean, I do appreciate that Batman and the NHL at least looking at avenues of, of possibilities in the event that this thing, for whatever reason, you know, we can, you know, we're all social distancing and, and, and we can... Uh, obviously not going to put a stop to it, but we can get it to a point of where, you know, maybe we can start it up. And most likely if you start it up, it's going to come back anyway. And so, you're going to need at least um, almost two to three weeks of training camp to get everybody back in condition. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's look, like I said, I, I, I agree with you. I, 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 at the end of the day, it probably won't come together. Um, but I do appreciate, you know, <laughs> you don't appreciate Batman for much. Um, but I, I do appreciate them even looking at avenues happen. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, not getting this done. I mean, think about it, even next year is is probably in, in jeopardy of of the games coming back, you know, in the normal realm of what we're used to. I mean, most likely no crowds in the beginning. If you can even start a next season. So say they just scrap this season, which will likely happen. And then you're looking at next season. Um, you know, how do you even begin to entertain that? Like you said, I mean. If there's no vaccine at that point and it's still lingering around where people are still dying from it and still getting it. Um, and, and obviously you're concerned with it starting back up in the fall, which obviously you're getting into that the season again where, you know, the flu season um, and, and where it could start to build again. You know, they're if they're going to put a product out there on the ice and this goes for any of the major sport leagues. Um, you know, you just wonder how they're going to do that with crowds. I mean, are they going to limit the amount of people? If you're going to have them in at all, limit the amount of fans that you can have in an arena in in a certain section. You know, okay, we'll have 10 in this section, and you have to sit, like, how many seats away from each other, and each person has to wear a mask if you're in the crowd. Um, that, that, you know, like no food. No, that's not that can't happen. Like I said, it's, it's, everybody's got to be tested, and there's got to be a vaccine. It's the only way that happens, man. Yeah, I mean, they could also, what do they, they have those temperature-taking devices, right, where they use it on, like, your forehead or whatever. Like, you know, I, I'm assuming that's going to be, like, the new normal, you know, around here. You know, whatever, getting on a plane or going into an arena or whatever it is. I mean, that's going to happen for a while until they do come up with this vaccine. I mean, they're going to be doing that kind of thing if they want to get back to normal, get, going into buildings, businesses, um, not only just, you know, hockey and sports. Um, you know, that, that's going to be something that we're dealing with. And I guess if, look, if they're going to have these type of temperature scanning devices and allow us in, I guess once you're in and you show that these people don't have temperatures, although just having a temperature doesn't mean because a lot of people are asymptomatic anyway. So you wonder if that even matters, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's really going to be like identification papers. You're going to have to show that you were tested. 
you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to have yeah. to show, uh, you know, that you've received the vaccine. And, you know, because if you just even look at it from, a, uh, um, again, just the, um, like, everybody's doing general stuff right now. They're going out to the groceries. They're going out, like, I went to Home Depot the other day. You know, you, everybody's doing this kind of small stuff where you're kind of in and out of places and you're, you're staying away from people, whatever the heck it is, and everybody's wearing their masks and all that's all that stuff right now. You know, but like I said, you, you think of, like, you know, um, just just think of, like, you know, you know, you were telling me you were doing, like, a Zoom happy hour today. Just think of, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you go out with your buddies and you go out for a drink or if you go out to a restaurant, you go out to dinner, all the leaning in you have to do, having conversations, giving a waiter your order, you know, a bartender, anything like that, touching money, all that other stuff. I mean, that's that's the intimate stuff, you know, for me, being a musician, playing in a, in, in a, in a bar, in a pub, and or, or even a play, it's like the Paramount or something like that. You know, it's funny because we, we, we just played the Paramount back in, um, we headlined back in uh, January, right? So we sold out. 1,600 people come out to see us. Ooh, and look at you bragging. It's, it's not even that. It's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking. That's not me. But, Ooh, we sold out. Well, the, what I'm trying to say is I was we were looking back at the films. Like we have some video stuff, and we're going to be releasing some of the footage from the concert and stuff. Mm. And, you know, for me as a, as a performer, as a, as a mu- uh, musician, to see the crowd, it, that was only a couple months ago, man. And we had our, we have this whole schedule planned and it's like, you know, I, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. It's not that. What I'm doing is, is I'm, I'm looking at the, we had, I had a camera behind us, right? The stage looking out. So when the Paramount sells out, it's packed, especially on the floor. There's a thousand people on the, on the floor and just watching the footage of everybody just hanging out, drinking closer. And to think now that's like, there's no way anybody's doing that. Um, until, like I said, it's it's like I said, you know what's going on. Just in general, as a as a as a regular health thing, we just go around. We, we go out. We work when we have colds. People work when they have the flu. People work when they have stomach viruses. That's never been an issue. And we've been out there hanging out with people, and you, you could get anything from anybody. And and but this is just different now. It's just on a different level, you know. And, and you can watch what's going on over in, in in China over there right now. I can't believe it. they just released the 60, 70 million people out of Wuhan. Right? They're all back out in the streets. They're all hanging out, driving, and all that other stuff. I don't know, but they didn't. They don't have a vaccine for them over there. They I didn't hear of them having any testing. What the hell is that? So I would ask you, and and unless I'll throw this back to you now, Katie. I would ask you. I would ask any fans that are listening. What is your, what is your preference? If, if the federal government turns around and says, "Hey, guess what?" or you know, the local government says, "Hey, guess what? Uh, we're not getting the people aren't coming in, so it's okay to go back outside now." Would you take them for the word that it's it's okay to go back outside now? Or would you be like, well, I don't really want to go back outside unless I know everybody's healthy, and I and I'd like to know if I'm healthy. So I'll throw that at you. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I I tend to I I would go out, but I would definitely be cautious about it. I mean, I wouldn't, and I, and I think that's the way you're going to see again, whether it's businesses, sports leagues, um, amusement parks, whatever it is that you're looking at. It's all going to be like these. Um, openings that are, you know, scattered and just limited and um, that kind of thing. I don't think it's just going to be like, all right, we're open for business and everyone open your doors and we're back to the same way. You know, I think people are going to be, you know, businesses are, go- are going to change the way that they do things um, where there's, you know, less. If you go to a restaurant, that's normally like buffet where they won't have that anymore. Um, you know, again, with the sporting events, they're going to limit the amount of people that maybe they allow in for games initially, um, and that kind of thing. I, I don't know. That's just me. And I, and I, and I think a lot of people won't, and, and those type of events and businesses are still going to be, are going to be hurting. I don't think you're just going to open up a Ranger game and, and there's going to be 18,000 people there, even if they allowed it, if the Madison Square Garden said, you know, we're open for business and let's go. I mean, I, I think you'd get like. 4,000 people there. Um, but I think that they should probably scatter openings and, and just allow, like I said earlier, you know, maybe if you're separating people there. But again, the logistics of that is crazy. I mean, a lot of people, a lot smarter than I am, are going to have to figure this out. Um, and, and, and people are going to be concerned. You're going to see people walking around for a long time now. You know, we used to sort of giggle at, at uh, you know, people lived in China 
um, walking around with masks. Like, why are you walking around with masks? You know, that's going to be like the new normal around here. There's a lot of air pollution over there, too, to begin with, especially well, in China, anyway. But you're going to see that for, like you said, until they come up with a, a vaccine, everyone's going to be walking around with masks on now. And, and you could definitely tell in the last week or so um, the increase in the amount of people that are wearing them. You know, I went to the to the grocery store on Monday. I would say like 90 percent of the people there were wearing them. My wife like made me like a mask. She's like, you, you have to wear one now. I'm like, what happened? I was like, what? Yeah. Did this thing change? You know, I was like, I didn't wear one last week. Uh, you know, well, you I, know, I kept my thing, distance. And the other, but, yeah, the, the other thing, too, Katie, yeah. on that, too, is, is that I, I don't know about you, but, you know, everyone's finding out that people that they know have had it or getting it and, and they actually know what it's like to go through it and it's it's pretty it's a pretty scary run to get this thing well what's scary is that some people are getting it and obviously dying and other people are getting it and they're asymptomatic and they they're not even sure that they had it they're like did i have it wait what do you mean like they're testing positive and they don't even they're like wait what so that's the the crazy thing about this you know viruses you know it's affecting different people different ways and that's really you know throwing even the health you know, professionals off because they're not sure why certain people or certain areas or, you know, what it is that, you know, why is somebody, you know, obviously if you have an underlying illness and you're older, obviously you're more susceptible um, to it and, and have a better chance of, of dying from it. But, you know, you are still seeing people, you know, our age, younger, who, who do die from it or, or, or getting a real severe case of it. And while others are, it's like the sniffles. Um, so that, that's what's scary, you know, and, and you're looking at real healthy people getting it and just, it's really knocking them out and you sort of wonder why. We don't know, Dr. Delory. I certainly don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, and, and I, I, you know, I hate even talking about this. Like, like I said, we should be talking about like the Rangers, like in the playoffs, right? We are. Because We're going to swing I, back into it. We definitely Because they, they would have made it, Paulie. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it because you, you have them playing Boston in the first round, and I think they've won the first <laughs> game. So we're getting into it. Because I, I don't want to end on a, on, a, on a bad note or an angry note or whatever, but um, I do want to kind of talk about this real quick and get it over. And that's the uh, Keandre Miller uh, incident last week online with Zoom and stuff. Um, just flat out awful. You know, I, I, you know it's 2020. It's, it's, it's still – it's never going to change. It's an unfortunate part of our uh, society. It's, and it's not just the United States. It's all over the world. Uh, racism sucks. Uh, it's a soft spot for me. Uh, it's always been that way. I, I loathe race. It's, it's, um, it's a cowardice kind of thing. I mean, look, it, it, no matter what color, creed, uh, race, religion, uh, political side you're on, if you're an a-hole, you're an a-hole as far as I'm concerned. But just to – for the, for the sake of somebody being different, um, it's just it's just horrible. I don't know if, and you know, I I know I I, I kind of gave Adam Herman and, and the guys from uh, their blog there a little bit of pat in the back because I read the article and it's it's in depth. It's a very difficult uh, subject for uh, a lot of people to talk about, and like I said, a lot of people want it to go away. Um, I don't I don't know too much about Adam Herman and stuff like that. I don't know anybody's history. I know uh, Jim or one of the guys on Twitter had said you know he had said something too. And like I, I don't know. Everybody can speak for their own, defend their own things. But as far as this thing with Cam, it's just it's so disappointing, um, and uh, it, it just kind of it, it ticks me off. And I just want to let all our Ranger fans know that are listening to the show that where I stand on this thing, uh, it's the way I carry myself, the way I've been through my ent- entire life. Um, I have friends of, in all spa- aspects of life, and I'm better for it. Um, like I said, everybody has different experiences, ups and downs and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it's just a shame that it happened. Uh, it's a shame whenever it happens. And um, I, I just, um, I mean, Cam's the guy to talk to, Cam and his family and everything else. And as far as all the nitpicking stuff, what happened and the organization and what went down. But um you know, it's obviously been put in the past because I think they did something with Stromer yesterday or today, and I haven't seen too much um, of an issue made by the organization or anything else. And I don't know if that's something that they just kind of decided with uh, the Miller family, but there was never any other uh, statement beyond the two statements that were put out on it. So um, all I'm just going to leave it at that is it, it just sucks. Um, I think people just kind of need to kind of grow up one way or the other and, and um, 
just try and be better people. So that's why I'm leaving. I'm sorry for Cam. Uh, I can't wait for that kid to play for the Rangers. I can't wait to see him. And me and you have talked extensively about Keandre Miller joining this team. Um, you know, and how much we look forward to the the thought of what he can bring to the Rangers on the ice uh, as a person, as a player, um, and everything else. So I can't wait to see him uh, come in here and play for the Rangers. It's unfortunate that it happened. You know, he, he said, um, he said like, Seth Jones is one of the guys that he looks up to, and, and Seth Jones is just another incredible player, too, playing for Columbus. And uh, these guys are just great guys, you know, um, and I can't. I, like I said, I'm just. I'm just disappointed. I'm not going to ramble and rain on it, uh, but I'm disappointed in what happened. And I, like I said, I can't wait for that kid to play for the New York Rangers. I can't wait for the team to come back. I can't wait for us to all be just talking about hockey again. Um, but um, that's it. I'm. 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 I'm pissed off that it happened, and I hope it never happens again. Yeah, I mean, and it's really, you know, a real disappointing aspect of it as well. I mean, besides everything that you said, which is 100. percent correct is that you know that was sort of his like you know introduction to ranger fans and while obviously i don't think it's a ranger fan that did it i know that zoom has been hacked a bunch absolutely you know as as they've been as they've been doing that but you know it's it's tough because you saw the expression on his face because you saw that he saw you know what was written um and and it really you know you could see that it you know he was taken aback by it obviously um, you know, and that's just, you know, he, he, and again, this sort of goes back to the whole sort of coronavirus and, and where the season is and that it's been stopped, you know, I mean, his initial experience, cause obviously he's signing as part of the Rangers, his initial experience, you know, with the organization and with the fans and, and being introduced to the fans, you know, what should, should have been, and could have been, you know, this big celebratory, you know, introduction on the ice, um, you know, at some point, I'm assuming, you know, he gets his first assist and he gets, a, you know, a rousing applause and and uh, his first goal and, and whatever it is, you know, and it should have been such, a, you know, this this just amazing positive experience for the young kid. Um, and instead of this. Um, so, you know, it, it's just, a, you know, a terrible thing, like you said, that happened. Um, you know, he you know, you just you wish things were were different with you know, the virus itself where he would have been in such a, you know, a better spot um, with, with the fan base and, and everything. that not, Again, not that it was the fan base that did this. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just just a terrible thing. And, um, you know, you wish that the Rangers, you know, I, and I, I don't agree with a lot of the fan base that, that get on the Rangers about what happened. You know, if I have any criticism of the Rangers, they, they probably should have shut the thing down as soon as that happened. Because they sort of left left them there to sort of linger a little bit, you know. And uh, you know, he's a young kid, and and now he's he's faced with that. Um, so they probably should have shut it down there. If I have any criticism, I know a lot of people are angry that they didn't have a statement right away. You know, that didn't bother me as much. You know, I, I think in today's day and age, they probably you know were talking to Condre. They would they had to probably report it to the NHL, report it to the NHLPA. You know, you always have lawyers involved. Sure, it's easy to just write a statement and 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 know, but. You know, in today's day and age, that's just unfortunately not how it works. Um, God forbid they the statement came out and it, and it wasn't up to everybody's, you know, uh, what everybody hoped it would be. And then that's another problem. So, you know, I think they had to do, you know, due diligence on it and then get the statement out. But, you know, if I had any criticism of the Rangers, they probably should have shut that thing down immediately. Make sure he was OK. Um, and if he was, then maybe start to think back up. But, um, yeah, just a, a terrible incident. It's it's really, you know, look, those type of people are, are out there. It's unfortunate. And, uh, um, yeah, just a terrible thing for the young guy. I'm, I'm glad to see that the Ranger community definitely sort of rallied around him and a lot of, you know, tweets towards him. I'm sure he got a ton of emails, messages and whatnot from friends, family and supporters. So. Um, you know, it's good to see the the range of fan base rally around and make a make a positive out of the negative there. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, again, I agree with you. Not necessarily, uh, it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, it's great to see everybody rallying behind him. And, and um, like I said, we'll uh, hopefully get an opportunity to uh, lift that kid's spirits up and, and get him on the ice and stuff. And he better not uh, have a bad plus minus rating, or you know, I'm going to get on him. You know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give but him a it, bunch. It surely of, will know. not be for the color of his skin ever. I'll tell you that much. All right. Yeah. So, uh, 
But, I'm uh, going to yeah. give him a bunch of fake Ranger recap playoff goals just, you know, for everything that went down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. So, look, so let's talk about this. Uh, if the playoffs started today, uh, it would have started today, correct? And then you believe yeah. the New York Rangers would have been uh, in and facing the Boston Bruins. So, so take us on this imaginary journey that you're on. <laughs> no, I mean, I do. I, I think that, you know, with the way the team was going, even without Kreider, I, I think that um, they they would have ultimately snuck us. I mean, you you look at the teams that they were probably that they were going against for those final couple of spots. It was going to be, you know, Carolina, Columbus and the Islanders. It seems like those. Well, and, and Florida. I'm looking at the stands now. Those were the five teams that were fighting final two spots it looked like um you know and and at the end of the day obviously you know the rangers were, were real hot i like the way that they were gelling you know the head just jerking in there who was just hot um they were gonna bring andre miller which you know you hope would have helped uh you know solidified the defense there i know that's a lot to put on the young kid if you, you know he probably would have went down to the ahl but i think he would have been up eventually with this team and uh you know i think they had a they had some good mojo going um you know columbus was was injured i i, I you know i think they were a team that probably would have fell off at the end there and then the other two teams and there I, I i don't think florida would have made it uh i just had no faith in them this year and then it would have come down to carolina and the islanders and and for my fake sort of playoff standings i wanted to put the islanders in the playoffs um, for, for something I have later on in the playoffs, <laughs> you know, Carolina is sort of a boring team to have in there. So <laughs> I think having the Islanders in there in the other bracket, you know, would lead to something interesting later on, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's sad to, 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 you know, look at, at what could have been, but, you know, I want to come up with something fun and funny for the fan base because, you know, if this, you know, North Dakota thing doesn't happen, which, like you said, it probably isn't going to happen. Um, you know, we're going to be without the playoffs this year. And and I think that uh, there would have been some great on the stretch. And then into the playoffs, like Boston was the, you know, best team, uh, um, you know, in the league by far. And if the Rangers would have gotten in and they would have played them in the first round, it would have been a, a tough uh, mountain to climb. But, you know, I, I think with the way the Rangers were playing, look, you saw what happened with uh, – you know, Columbus last year against the Lightning. So anything can happen. Um, and and I, I think we were robbed of some some great memories. So I want to do my part. Look, we're content creators here, me and you, whether it's a podcast or blogs or whatever it is we're doing. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my part here to sort of brighten everybody's day, put a smile on their face and come up with like some fake uh, playoff scenarios and games and, and fun little bits. Well, I have a I have a. Uh question about this first game here against uh, the Bruins in, in your notes here uh, Michael Haley replaced Capo Caco in the lineup to give the team what Coach Quinn called a veteran presence in the lineup uh, KD can you talk about that decision by uh, Coach Quinn well you know if we look at what's going on all year you know with Coach Quinn he sort of defers to the veteran at least initially um, you know whether it was in the regular season early on and, and now in the playoffs so you know, I think that it might have been something that, uh, you know, Haley obviously was injured. But, you know, in my in my fantasy land scenario, you know, he miraculously recovered um, and was ready to go. And, and uh, you know, Quinn wanted that veteran presence, that sort of, you know, little bite in the lineup, as as Tortorelli used to call it. And and, and obviously, uh, you know, it helped as the Rangers came away with a big 2-1 win. Yes, and I see uh, Panarin scored both goals. Um, which is good stuff. The other interesting thing about this game, too, is uh, uh, Quinn played all three goalies. And uh, you said Georgiev took the first, Hank took the second, and Shesty, the closer, finished the game out in third. Uh, what's your take on Coach Quinn doing that? Look, man, you know, they had the three-headed <laughs> monster this year for a reason. <laughs> it was to get them all ready for the playoffs. And, you know, it may be unconventional, but, you know, Whatever it takes to win, whether it's, uh, you know, three goalies or Michael Haley in the lineup, you know, uh, Quinn is a magician out there. I, I think he's one of the great minds in, in the NHL. And these are, <laughs> these are the creative things that, that the guy can come up with. And you see the, uh, the, uh, you said they combined for 42 saves. 
all three of them. So the Rangers obviously uh, continued not keeping their shots down. Uh, big key play of the game uh, you stated here was that Brad Marchand was uh, assessed a five-minute major in a game misconduct after attempting retribution against Pavel Buchnevich. Snoochie Boochies for a regular season cross-check in the back. Uh, can you talk about that incident? Yeah, you know, I don't think Marshawn was real happy about the um, the press, uh, the negative press that he got after <laughs> that he got after being cross-checked uh, from behind from, by Buchnevich, you know, a, a soft European player. Um, and, and uh, you know, he wanted to seek the retribution of, you know, fortunately for the Rangers, the refs were watching, and uh, we got the five-minute uh, major. And Panarin took advantage. And what's your, <laughs> what's your feelings for game two? You know, you know, I think the Bruins you, are going to, you know, be a little angry at, at, you know, how they came out in game one. I think that they're probably, uh, you know, I think they're probably going to run over the Rangers. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking. Are you going to be able to keep this up? <laughs> oh, I can keep it. I actually did this. Um, you know, it's funny. I forgot that I had done this. Someone reminded me on Twitter that I had done this when the Rangers went into the last lockout. Okay. I did re- I did fake recaps for like 30 games or something like oh. that. I came up with these whole long blog posts of oh. fake games. Just do it on Twitter. Buddy. So they're do not going to be that long. Do but. you have enough White Claw? Do we have enough oh, white claw? Do we I've have enough white claw <laughs> to read all through this? <laughs> this well, is what we're going to talk about every Wednesday: the fake playoff scenarios, and we're going to like, you know, report on on each game and and what's going on, and yeah, it's going to be fun. Buddy, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you get yourself, uh, you know, get the suit out of the closet, nice suit and tie. Uh, uh, before Amazon shuts down, I send you over a podium with a mic, and uh, we get the Go Rangers radio logo in front of that podium, a little banner behind you. And uh, well, I got the uh, I got the playoff, I got the fake playoff beard going, so I started that <laughs> on Sunday to my wife's, you know, chagrin. Yeah. You know, if if we were if we were social distancing before I started growing the beard, forget it now. <laughs> she won't even come in the same room with me anymore. Um, oh, so, and, and I, I'm a little, you know, I haven't grown a beard since the last time, actually, I don't know if I grew one when they were in it in 17, but maybe the year before. So I haven't grown one in a couple of years, man, I got some grays coming in, boy, too many, dude, too many. My wife calls me the silver Fox <laughs> for years. Oh my God. Get, get ready, buddy. Get ready. It's coming. Yes, I can. Oh, you know, another thing, you know, last week we were talking about, um, you know, my Brad Richards story. And I couldn't remember why, you know, I was discussing the, you know, him being with prostitutes. And my buddy actually called me up and reminded me what it was. You know what it was? Remember, Brad Richards was dating Olivia Munn. Do you yes. remember that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so he ha- he wasn't playing well, you know, when he was dating Olivia Munn. And she, I think she dumped him right before that happened. And he had a great game, so I said, you know, he must have gone out and got some prostitutes to celebrate the big win now that he's single. So that's where that all came from. Wow. Straight to prostitutes, huh? Yeah, he that's where my head He couldn't call up like an ex-girlfriend or something like that. Straight to prostitution. Yeah, well, you know, Red it's Rangers. a little more edgy. Edgy. <laughs> Click. Clickbait. <laughs> We're talking TM. You got any more TMZ stuff for us, KD? <laughs> any other dirt? It's all about the clickbait, my friend. Yeah, any other dirt on any of the guys? You got to have something on Fast, right? He looks, <laughs> he looks like a creepy dude, right? <laughs> that, that guy, like, just drinks milk and eats cookies, like, before he goes to bed every night. I, I think he's the most straight-edge person probably out there. <laughs> hey, look, buddy, uh, with this stuff going on, uh, and we will continue uh, – Next week with KD's, and make sure you follow Kevin on, on, on Twitter, obviously, for the uh, full recaps of this first-round series between the Bruins and the Rangers. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see if Capo uh, can get back on the ice. Uh, I'm not surprised with that move, as you know. And, of course... Um, I did that for you, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I want to ask you. You see, Brooksy, what did Brooksy call... Uh, he called Shesterkin a legend. In his column the other day, or that was in the headline. What's that all about? He's not legendary yet. 
he's on his way to legendary Come status on. though. I mean, more than Georgiev. Give me a break. <laughs> Who's got more wins? Well, he's played more games. Well, thank you very much. And if who, he played the same amount of games, he'd probably have double the wins. Who has a safe driving record with Geico? <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this before. We all know that Yurgev is probably in one of the two cars, either you know crashing the car to get Shostak and hurt, or crashing into the car. <sighs> so look, something Which, out of left field here. If um, when Seattle. Uh, they're they're talking about naming their uh, their their team name and all that other stuff. I think soon. I mean, uh, what what are you hoping for there, KD? As far as names go, yeah, Seattle, uh, Starbucks. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Supersonics, bring it back. <laughs> what are you uh, What are you thinking? I don't know. There was rumors that it was going to be the Kraken. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so uh eh, I think you got to come up with something better than that. Yeah. I you know the, the the thing with you know and I um it's you know you know I do uh, a show with Liam uh, up in Canada there and we he does a lot of NHL history stuff and you know and uh talking about um you know the the original 6 and obviously the Rangers being a part of that and and tomorrow we're going to be uh, diving into some Ranger Island history tomorrow which would be pretty cool and um, you know, when you think about some of the, the teams over the years, I, I obviously uh, the Mighty Ducks and everything and stuff, as far as, you know, team names and, you know, even some of the, um, you know, watching Major League Soccer come in here with some of the names that they have and, and flipping things around and all this stuff. And then, you know, like uh, the NBA, the, uh, the team from New Orleans, they call themselves the Pelicans and all that other stuff. But, you know, the Vegas Knights coming in, it's a pretty cool name. I always try and think of the name when they hoist the cup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, the Ducks did it, and you know the Mighty Ducks and all that crap, blah blah blah. But uh, what's your, what's your take on if you're if you were running a new franchise, would you want to try and come up with a name? Um, and and I, I ask you this too because we're both into the marketing business and everything else, and and branding and all that other stuff. Would you be in the in the mind frame of trying to go with something like a traditional uh, kind of name, whereas like the Vegas Knights were, as far as you know, the, the owner's history there with. Um, you know, the uh, the U.S. Army and West Point and everything else? Or do you think Seattle should come out with something goofy and something that they want to have a cool little logo that the kids are going to like to buy the sweaters? I always like something that um, the area can identify with. You know, where with Vegas, it's the Golden Knights. You know, Golden, you know, Knights at Night. You know, it, it, deal, it, it also, it does have the, you know, West Point, theme to it but also has you know the sort of vegas theme to it so i always like a team to and again you have to have something in that area i was joking with starbucks but um you know i i don't know the seattle area very well but if they do have some type of um you know animal or tree or something you know that that would sound you know interesting i always like to go that way like initially um, before you start going with something a little sort of hokey, um, you know, as far as the name goes. So, you know, I, I'd like to see that first where Seattle has something that that's local, that residents in, in that area or fans in that area can identify with, at least initially. Um, and if they can't find anything, you know, then go on from there. And again, I don't know the Seattle area very well. I mean, uh, Seattle Pearl Jams or the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Seattle Grunge, um, but, you know, you know, and I joke, but, uh, you know, something like that, you know, where it's something that Seattle is, is known for, um, I, I think initially is, is probably a way to go. Um, but that's what I'd like to say. Well, so you're excited for it. The new team? Yeah. Yeah, I love watering down the league some more. Sure, why not? Watering down the talent. Why not? Ah, <laughs> oh, we miss it so. I was just looking at, uh, I don't know if you, did you see it today on the, the Rangers really put something pretty cool today. It's called uh, Open Door Challenge. And it's this really cool graphic thing where it's, uh, you know, they, they show somebody, you know, opening a door or a microwave oven or, uh, you know, something in the house or something. And, uh, you know, behind it is a, is a, 
uh, a goal by Mika, whatever. They've got all the highlights and stuff, so it's pretty kind of cool. Have you seen that too, uh, just even outside of just even hockey sports? Um, what have you found so far that's been the most interesting that uh, whether you've seen somebody being creative, you know, during this, um, um, you know, this stay-at-home thing, um, and maybe even something yourself that you can tell uh, the fans out there that KD is doing uh, outside of your, uh, you know, your your fatherhood and, and your, your husbandly responsibilities. Uh, what, what's KD doing for fun or anything else that he's seen out there that's really creative uh, that maybe we wouldn't have seen uh, if not for this uh, stay-at-home thing? You know what I'm I'm on, like, like all I'm watching, like, online is um, Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sports. This guy is, like, a genius over there. Because you see he does those pizza, like, reviews. You ever see him do those things? Like, the one bite, everybody knows the rules type thing. So he's now doing it in his apartment. He's doing frozen pizzas. And, like, one day, like, he's eating a pizza and his, like, doorbell rang. And, like, a, a, a package came in. And he mistakenly, like, showed it on, on camera. And now he gets hundreds and hundreds of packages to his house every day of people just sending him stuff. And now he's turned that into this live Instagram web thing every night at 8 o'clock. And he just opens all these packages. And people are sending him everything. I mean, they're sending him weapons. I mean, he's, he's got samurai swords and axes. People are sending him, like, you know. To get into the adult area, I know we have some kids listening, but it's in them dildos and it's it's in sanity. And so I, I'm watching his pizza reviews. I'm watching him open boxes. He's now turned himself into a day trader, so he day trades during the day. So I watch, I watch a little of that, not much, but that's like literally what I'm watching. Is like this guy with all this content. It's like amazing. I'm like like I used to make fun of my kids, and I, I don't know if your kids do this too where they watch YouTube and they watch other kids like open presents and stuff. Yeah. And like, Oh my God, I'm now doing that. Like, this is where this like pandemic has gotten me. I am now becoming my kids like that. I used to yell at because they would watch other kids like opening up presents and these like eggs and see what's like in them. I'm now doing that. I'm watching Dave Portnoy from Barstool sports, open up packages. Well, and that's what I'm doing with my time. You're heading down a dark, dark path okay <laughs> my little guy was doing that a while back i can't i can't remember the name the kid's name he's the kid's a multimillionaire now whatever the heck it is but um yeah and, i hear that i hear that but is that's that, what i'm doing and yeah. then actually also what i'm doing I'm, you know we do the podcast but i've never really listened to podcasts before like ever so i've actually gotten into podcasts a- sean avery's podcast is amazing it, and I've mentioned on here that I had listened to it like once. So I've now been listening to his podcast. It's amazing. He's what's, so good. What's, He's so give me, funny. Give me, give me something that he talked about on the latest one. He, You know what he did on the latest podcast? He literally just read through the New York Post and then commented like on literally every article <laughs> in the New York Post. But like in his own sort of like shtick and his own sort of, you know, spin on it. Absolutely hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. I recommend. I know we shouldn't be, you know, pumping other people's podcasts on ours, but it's amazing. It's so funny. So I'm now. Well, buddy, we're wait, we're only on once a week, you know. Well, that's true. Everybody, yeah, you got got to uh, fill up the other. I mean, this is this, this so. is what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm sure the fans want to know. They want to know what Katie's doing. Yeah, they I'm know sure what they don't. Katie is into man. <laughs> what makes Katie tick? <laughs> But I was just saying, the, you know, watching the unboxing and all that other stuff, you know, I, I just remember my, my, my little guy. I mean, he's he's seven now, but this was a few years back. You know, this is when, you you know, you're, you're you know, like I said, we're, we're home now. Uh, but, you know, back then or in any other normal times, you know, you're out working, you're busy and stuff. And I think, you know, when you're a parent and your kids are young and for the first time, the whole technology. And it's crazy, man. You know, you got to stay on top of it because there's just some... There's some awful crap out there. There's some awful people out there. There's just awful entities. And if you're not on top of it, your kids can end up just being swallowed up by the whole thing. But it got so bad with my little guy. And this is in the beginning. He's, he's like, my, my kids, unless it's for instructional or to do an art thing or whatever, it's just my thing. They're not allowed to watch YouTube because there's just too much stuff that can come in across or click here or search there and there. You know, and if you're not on them, forget about it. It's all over. 
But uh, he loved this kid. I guess Andy's Toys thing or whatever the heck it was. And I'll, I'll never forget how bad it was. That's why I joke around. You're, you're watching these guys now. Obviously, for adults, if you're into a certain thing, you know, whatever the heck it is, you know, for, for us as musicians, you know, whether it's new gear, new guitars, pedals, effects, and stuff like that, um, it, it's great to watch that stuff, too. And, and, and you just kind of learn. And, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're all trying to find our way to listen and, and get into other things. And, and like I said, our favorite thing, one of our favorite things is hockey, and it's just not around anymore. So we got to find different things because, you know, whatever we take care of as far as responsibility for our works, working at home and take care of business, if you're still working or you're not working or you're doing stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, even with me, uh, you know, I've been very busy um, just continuing to be creative. I also have a design company, and I, st- I still have clients that need their websites up and do stuff. So I'm still working. I'm grateful for that. And they're they're out there trying to survive. But, yeah, in the downtime, like what I what I did last night, I've been so much, and you can, you can get caught up in the news and, and tracking everything and all that other stuff. And, you know, I just said to my wife last night, I said, look, and <laughs> it's funny, I'm going to go watch a war movie <laughs> to get my mind off things. And uh, I ended up watching 1917, uh, which was just absolutely incredible. But, um, yeah, I mean, those those videos are great. And, and this is a trip. I tell you, just for myself, on the music end of things, um, uh, just seeing bands. You know, I've got a couple bands myself. I'm in the tribute business, but I have an original project, too. But there's some people that uh, were way ahead of this as far as online streaming and live shows and stuff. And I've just been absolutely floored by the technology that some of the uh you know entertainers and musicians are using especially with bands uh recording material and then doing uh video editing where they're all in one video and it's uh it's pretty impressive that's the most impressive thing that i've liked uh some some people some bands musicians do it well and then there's others that just are on another level you know so it's uh it's interesting to see uh you know how people are trying to just stay creative and and um and keep themselves busy, and, 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 you know, the other thing, too, is, like, uh, you know, staying in shape. You know, me, I'm getting fat. <laughs> I got to get out and start exercising again and stuff like that, too. So that's the other thing as well. But, uh, yeah, man, it's – um, Yeah, it's I'm a having trip. a bad – I'm having, like, an internal battle with myself because I do go walking every day. I probably do, like, a four-mile walk. But I'm, when I'm not doing that four-mile walk, I don't stop eating. Yeah, it's Like, it's, it's just tough. – it just doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, cookies and chips and just yeah. ice cream, and it just doesn't stop. And because we're shopping now, because, you know, it used to be, like, micro shops that we used to do, like, all week. Like, I seriously would be at, at the supermarket, like, six of the seven days during the week just getting stuff. Now we go once. Yeah, bulk up. You know, and I buy everything, you yeah. know, for the week. You yeah. know, so, but now I have all this stuff, like, in my house. And I, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's ice cream, there's chips, there's this, there's this. And it's just, it's it's endless. So I'm like, I have to go on these walks. And that's really where I listen to these podcasts. Because I go on these walks, you know, by myself. I don't want to walk with the family anymore. I need my time away. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, got, I listen to, you know, Avery and, and uh, you know, other other podcasts that, that I find interesting. But Oh, that's um, what I want to ask you too, man. I saw you, you posted out something. You were watching uh, highlights of the 2014 series, right? Uh, the playoffs. Yeah, they had that on MSG, I think, played a couple of games against um, the Rangers-Canadians game. So that was interesting. You know, it's funny. I was talking before about, you know, how the league is, like, you know, watered down with all the teams coming in. You know, I'm watching the game, and uh, and I see a number four skating around. And it wasn't Delzato. Delzato was four, right? So, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, who? I could not, for the life of me, remember who the hell number four was in this game. It was the clinching game against Canadians, game six. You know, this is game six in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm like, I don't even remember who this guy is. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And it was Diaz. Do you remember Diaz? I don't even remember his first name. Yeah. I'm just like, goodness gracious, is that how bad our defense was that Diaz was – playing in game six of the Eastern Conference Well, it's funny finals. because, a co- I, I don't know if it was the last episode, but a couple episodes ago, I was remember I was running off the guys, um, that roster, and he was one of them. You know, we were joking I, I around, if you listen back to it. No, we we didn't look. on the team. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't hang on it, and he was. He was in for a short time and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, we, we had. We had what more... was his name, Raphael Diaz? Yeah. Raphael? Yeah. My goodness. How good was Lundqvist? Raphael Diaz was on defense. 
<laughs> Goodness gracious. Thank God for Lundquist. Oh, yeah. Well, Hank, will we see him on the ice again? And now, and now the fans are just like, get rid of him. Buy him out. Man, how the mighty have fallen. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I mean that's I mean, and just to get back to you know the just to talking about the, the the playoffs and all that stuff. I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know, as sports fans, just to sit here and try and predict, think about, uh, speculate, and you know, when it really when the, the everybody that's you know involved with you know running operations of a multi billion dollar sports league you know just i mean all of them the premier league the money that's in soccer i mean it's just unbelievable where um nobody knows that's just the crazy thing about this right now it's just the the unknown and all of us as hockey fans and and especially ranger fans and and enjoying this team and, and and this ride that they've been on and and the what ifs and you know, this is also too, and and uh, here here I am, KD. I'm going to give you a, one of the last things we'll talk about here is um, relationships are important too. So these guys now were, you know, and you know that being a part of a team, you, you know, you're building relationships, you're getting to know each other on the road, um, how you guys work, your chemistry on the ice, uh, your your mood swings, uh, just handle how you handle certain things. You know, us as Ranger fans are trying to look outside or, or you, know, um, you know, zoom out a little bit and start speculating who might be the captain of this team next season, going into next season, if they named the captain and everything else. The fact that these guys are all now scattered all over the place, um, they're obviously all responsible for staying in shape and everything else. But man, there's uh, you know, and you can talk on the phone, and you can kind of touch base and all that other stuff. And um, but you know, sports and, and team chemistry—it's a relationship thing too. It's it's uh, how different do you think that might be when these guys get back together? I mean, luckily enough, these guys are young, um, and I don't know if that makes a difference whether they're young or they're old. But uh, what's your take there, KD, on, on the fact that because you've always been the hospitality guy and and, <laughs> and as far as guys' different experiences and, and their inexperience about, you know, number one, playing in the National Hockey League, being on this team, and here we are as a fan base really falling in love with this team and, and, and thinking about the future and, and everything else. But, you know, cause, and, and that's like one of the things we always loved about is the celebrations. Like we talked about that tying goal of Buchnevich there against Colorado, the last big goal they scored obviously before the shutdown, and thinking about those guys. And I'm sure, like I said, you miss your teammates. And I think that's one thing, even during an offseason in, in a regular year, you kind of look forward to it. You stay in touch with certain guys. You know, guys like, you know, Hank and Zuccarello, the relationship they had and so on and so forth. But now these guys, they don't see each other. They're not getting to hang out with each other. They're not getting to go through moments together anymore. They're not getting to experience things. So even outside of the training and, and when and if the, the leagues come back or whatever, that aspect of it too, they're, they're going to be strangers again. Yeah, and I also think that there's, especially for the Rangers, because I think that they were, and we mentioned it, that, that tying goal and, and that abs game, I, I think that they all felt that they had something special happening. So I think there's going to, you know, at least initially for those guys when they went home or wherever they went or are at this point, I think that there's a lot of, you know, disappointment with, with shutting the season down and, and wanting to get it at, uh, back up as soon as possible. You know, obviously, as we mentioned before, you know, health and, and the safety of, of the players and and fans is first and foremost. But, you know, I, I'm assuming that these guys have got to be in, beyond the range of some of these other teams like, the you know, the Bruins and and the Capitals who were who were in good spots to, to potentially make a run in the playoffs. You know, I can't imagine what what they're going through. And look, you could point to, you know, in any sport. Um, you know, with teams and players, college, high school, you know, everybody's seasons are cut short and, uh, you know, w- what they're having to deal with. But, you know, I think the unique spot that the Rangers are in, or at least maybe not unique, but at least the good spot that the Rangers are in is that they are still in this, like, rebuild. Um, so, you know, this team knows that they still have, you know, a number of years together because they are so young um, that, you know, it wasn't this year and, and if it didn't happen, the whole team is going to get sort of uh, broken up and, 
and uh, new personnel coming in. I think for the most part, you know, this team is going to be the same next year. Um, so hopefully those players can hang their hats on that, um, that, you know, you're going to see a lot of the same faces around next year um, if, if this season doesn't get going uh, again. Um, and, and, and hopefully they could pick right back up. It won't, it won't be easy. Like, you know, it's obviously going to be a, a longer off season and they're not going to be able to train together. Cause you know, a lot of guys get together in the off season and sort of train together and they have the same trainers. So they see each other around. So, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, uh, tough for them, I'm sure. But, you know, once I think they get back into the swing of things in training camp, however, that's even going to be set up. Um, or when that's going to be set up, uh, you know, I, I think it's it, it'll be pretty easy for them to sort of get back into their old routines um, and, and get that chemistry back together. You know, I don't think that, you know, suddenly, you know, uh, Zabinijad and Buchnevich and Kreider aren't going to be able to play together anymore. So, um, you know, I think initially these guys are going to have a bunch of disappointment on on how how this season, you know, ended with with the virus and you know, not getting a chance to maybe make that run and get into the playoffs and, and potentially get, get that first-round matchup with, with the Bruins or maybe if they, they played even better, maybe they they had a better seed and, and could have played, you know, the Capitals or the Flyers. Um, but, you know, after that, I, I, I think that, uh, look, these guys are professionals and, uh, you know, they, they put in whatever work they needed to, to do mentally, physically, and, uh, you know, once the season gets started, whenever that is next year, um, I think they'd be ready to go. Hey, look, if it takes two to three years, Rangers are in a good situation because, you know, guys like uh, Capo are only going to be like 22. You know, <laughs> so the, the, the youth. See, and then, I'll, then I'll have to let you <laughs> criticize him because I can't say he's only 18 or 19 now. <laughs> he's a young man now. so Well, the whole he, team is young. So if, if we got to wait two to three years <laughs> come back. We're we're the youngest team in the league, right? So, <laughs> somebody better get this vaccine going like immediately. <laughs> oh, it's man. crazy, man! It you know, sure is, it, and look, we also just be happy we have our you know our health and yeah. and family and you know those who have still have jobs and and this and that. But goodness, we need we need some distractions. Like I said, I'm sitting there watching some guy open packages in his apartment in Manhattan right now. I I need <laughs> I need some sports like immediately. So. You know, and, and actually, you know, we were talking before, you know, they were showing over in, um, I don't know if it was in, maybe in Korea, they were playing baseball games. Like, I think it was like an exhibition game, like a in, inter-squad game, and just seeing how it went. You know, they didn't have a crowd, and all the players were wearing masks and things like that, and uh, that was sort of the first professional sports team back, and again, it was you know, inter-squad scrimmage, but it was in the stadium. You know, they had the uniforms on and they were playing again. So, you know, just to give us some type of hope, something to look towards, and, you know, hopefully they could, you know, figure this thing out and, and, and we can get games going. And look, if that means empty stadiums or half-empty stadiums or whatever it is that they come up with, uh, you know, I, I think that we all need some type of distraction here because beyond just the physical issues that that you deal with with the virus but just all of us sort of being quarantined mentally you know i don't think human beings you know we're not meant to be sort of stuck in our houses for you know months on end and you know you have a lot of people who are in apartments by themselves you know thankfully i, I do have my family here and 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 for them to lean on and and then you know for me to help them out um you know and we're out here in the suburbs on long island and we got backyards we can play in and front yards and you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people in tough circumstances, you know, mentally where they're just stuck in this apartment and, you know, nobody to live with. And, you know, they they need something. You know, they, they Netflix is only they've watched every movie and show on Netflix and, you know, they need some sports. So um, hopefully we can find a way to, to get this back going while, where, you know, we look at the safety issues uh, as well as, you know, uh, our, you know, everybody's sort of mental health watching it and, and, uh, you know, getting people back to work, which is very important beyond, you know, just just entertainment purposes is, you know, people's livelihoods. They depend on, you know, these teams getting, you know, back out on the ice or back out on the court, whether it's, you know, the ushers um, or, you know, the restaurant owner around the stadium or whatever it is. 
um, you know, you know, sports are just a huge um, part of our lives. And, and uh, you know, let's let's hope and pray that they can get this, you know, disease under control and we can get, uh, you know, our sports back. Absolutely, buddy. And I think if the NHL want the, or any, you know, let's just take hockey. If they don't want to, you know, what about the idea of maybe just taking eight guys, six players, two goalies, put them on a rink and just have shootouts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would I would definitely be for that. Or I'm for anything at this point. I mean, I know I see that the, the NBA, I think right now they're doing like um, they have the players playing like NBA live against each other, <laughs> which, you know, look, again, I think people are just struggling for content at this point. So they're trying that. But I also saw that I, I think the NBA was talking about doing some kind of not a slam dunk competition, but some type of, oh, horse. They were talking about doing a horse competition where, you know, the best players from every team did a horse competition, but they could do it remotely. You know, they get, they can go to like a gym, you know, their own gym. They mo- most then, of those guys have their own gyms and their own mansions. Exactly. Or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> go to their local gym and, you know, they could do the shot. You know, they don't necessarily need to be in the same place together. Where they could do that, you know, I don't know if, if the NHL can come up with something, you know, like that, at least initially now, just to give us, oh, you don't hear me? Yeah, I got you now. But maybe that's a sign, buddy. Oh. Maybe that's a sign. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> give me the hook. Maybe that's, oh, there we go, buddy. Yeah, well, look, man, we're all trying to find a way. But look, at least now, KD, you have given us at least in the Go Rangers radio community, something to look forward to every week is we are going to look forward to the uh, the Fox recaps of uh, the games, and and, and uh, we hope the Rangers do well against the uh, the Bruins here in this first round. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's going to be a tough series. Uh, I think both teams are going to battle hard, and, and we'll we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. I'm looking forward to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> As, you have nothing else to look forward to, so. <laughs> oh, too much, man. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, like I said, more than anything, buddy, it's a little therapy for uh, for us and uh, to just to kind of shoot the shit here and, and uh, keep it going, stuff. So, uh, and again, thanks. To, you guys have been great out there. You guys are still listening to download, and we can't thank you guys enough. So, uh, we really appreciate it. So, look, everybody, stay safe and healthy. Uh, to everybody on the front lines, the healthcare uh, industry, uh, first responders, military, everybody out there, uh, just you're the best. And uh, stay home, everybody. Do your part. Any parting words there, Mr. Kevin Delury? Uh, Yeah, stay safe, social distance. Um, you know, if you do that, hockey will be back before you know it. So it's not just about you, it's about everybody. Remember that. Sounds good. All right, take it out of the folks, KD. Good night, folks. All right, everybody, thanks so much once again for listening to Go Rangers Radio. And as always, let's go, Rangers!